Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you season two of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Ah, timing in life, they say. 25 after 5. How you be? It is Tuesday. I would say the calm before the NFL storm, because quite frankly, there is not much going on. I know the Hall of Fame voting comes out tonight, whatever. Uh, you got the Nets and Knicks tonight. I'm into it, but I don't know if anybody else is. Baseball Hall of Fame, Jerry? Yeah. Is there uh, a name that you're like 100% that dude is getting in? I haven't looked I, at I the list. I honestly don't know. Yeah. If I mean, I know Gary Sheffield is on the... Uh, on the ballot for the, I think it's the final time, and I know last year he was close, so maybe. I think Billy Wagner is on it, and I think he's close to getting the 75% vote, but I'm not sure. The only name I saw that I think is a lock is Joe Maurer, but I honestly I don't follow it enough to know. Joe Mauer? He doesn't feel like an MV. He doesn't feel like a yeah, Hall of Famer to me. I'd have to look. He, Weird. I mean, he was a really good player in Minnesota. I don't know. I'd have to Compile look. Compile it, Jerry? I, I'd, I'd have to look. Mm-hmm. He, we didn't see him every day. Yeah. Here, you know? But that's always been the goofy thing to me about Hall of Fame voting. Like, guys, imagine voting for the Hall of Fame in, like, 1968 when all you knew of guys were the box scores you read. (laughs) I mean, that's what it was. Yeah. It's kind of weird because over the weekend we got news that Sports Illustrated. Yeah. Although it seems conflicting news. So that was the first thing came out. It was like, oh, Sports Illustrated is uh, laying off everybody and seizing operations. Right. And then it was like, no, uh, we're not. I'm still not sure where that's at, but it got everybody, you know, tweeting out pictures of their favorite SI covers. And you mentioned that, like, oh, in 1968, you're you're voting for a Hall of Fame and all stuff. You didn't see these guys. I still feel like back then when I was a kid in the 80s dealing with Sports Illustrated, mm-hmm. Monday Night Football highlights only, inside the NFL I, st- I feel like I'm more I, – how am I feel like I was more knowledgeable back then than uh, I am now, even though I, I there's so much information because now. Because I think what you absorbed, you retained more younger. I feel the same way. Yeah. I mean, I live – Al, I call Rutgers games now. Uh, I walk away. I don't remember the game. I mean – and I don't necessarily mean the game, but points in the game or specific players that had a big game. It, it's amazing how the seasons all blend together for me. And yet, if I think back to the 85 Cowboys, I can actually think of games that stand out. Ask me about last year's Cowboys. It takes me a minute to realize and remember they lost to the Niners in the playoffs as opposed to 82, you know, the whole thing with Dwight Clark. I remember it like it was yesterday. I think when you're – I don't know. It's the way the brain develops and processes stuff. But like, even back then, how did we know about Jim Zorn and Steve Largent exactly in what, Seattle? Exactly what you said. A couple Just, of things. The NF, the Monday Night Football highlights, 
you looked at the, I do think we looked at box scores in the paper and trading cards. Oh, right. Trading, trading cards were a huge thing. That And when Inside the NFL was like a, a real thing on HBO, like when it was like... Must watch. And you got the highlights on like Thursday, Thursday night. Thursday night, 9 o'clock or and maybe 8 o'clock. I yeah, don't remember. Meanwhile, you waited. All, you didn't get highlights. You got the, the the quick Monday night football highlights. Yep. And then you got the... You got the expanded highlights with Inside the NFL on Thursday yes. night. And then uh, whenever that um, Tom Jackson and... Mm-hmm. And Chris Berman. Chris Berman, yep. that Sunday night countdown. Prime that was time. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was like really key for absorbing a lot of stuff. But 100%. like for, for baseball, it was like this week in baseball, right? Yes. And, Quib. And that was probably more box scores, baseball, baseball cards. Baseball cards for sure. Let I mean, I feel like I remember more players from the 80s because I can see them on the baseball card still. And then if you were a Met fan, you knew all the National League, a right. lot of more of the National League stuff. You at Yankees. least saw the teams. Yeah, that's true. A little bit. But as a Met fan in, in 1984, as a 10-year-old, I think I had any idea what the hell was going on with the Seattle Mariners. No. But yet you knew the players on the Mariners. I had an idea of, again, the players that I had on the trading cards. But in terms of day-to-day, I don't know what was going on. And then you would read your Sports Illustrated. Yeah. Yeah, that was, and Sport Magazine. And I actually, sport. I, Me that too. one I read a lot, too. Sp- what about Sporting News? Never was a big Sporting News fan. Yeah. No. Sport was good. I like Sport. I like Sports Illustrated. We've always talked about this. When the National came out, I, re- I did uh, get that for the brief time it lasted. Um, Would you get any uh, like uh, baseball digest or no. pro football weekly Mm-mm. or something? No, the only oh, thing that's... I did one year, my parents let me subscribe to the Cowboys. Um, what do you call it? Uh, God, in my head. Newsletter? Yes. <laughs> did I, it come it in, came the mail? in the mail once a week. <laughs> I, I had Dolphin Digest. Yes. <laughs> but it was a magazine or it was like it a was letter? A, like a paper. <laughs> and I didn't pay for the expedited shipping, so I would get the game story from like two weeks ago. <laughs> But that was a thing. Yeah. But I did that one or two seasons, but that was it. That was it. I told you, we used to get, when I was working in Tampa, we used to get a fax, a Cowboys fax. Yeah. Would come in, and it was run by Skip Bayless. And look at Skip he Bayless He had like a now. Cowboys newsletter. Well, he was a reporter back then, so yeah. that makes total sense. And I guess he would fax it to sports radio stations. You know who I didn't know was a Cowboys reporter back in the day? In Dallas? Who that? Gary Myers. Oh, I would not have known. I that thought either. he. I actually always just thought he's been around here his whole life. He was. He was a Dallas Cowboys beat reporter. Let's just say Danny White and him not close. Oh, they were. <laughs> Has that come up? Uh, yes, because <laughs> that's how I didn't know. Yeah, I had no idea there he's... was some article that Danny was not very fond of. Okay, that Gary wrote. He confronted him, and they haven't exactly been friends since. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Gary Myers, right in the middle of it, Jerry. How about that? What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Which of these quarterbacks, Jerry, would you, if you were a Jet fan, would you most likely want as a backup to Mr. Aaron Rodgers? Okay. Because here is the list that has come out by various sports writers, or maybe just the one sports writer I saw in the New York Post. These are the names that were listed, and we know these names. 
Jacoby Brissett, Gardner Minshew, Tyrod Taylor, or Ryan Tannehill? I would say uh, Gardner Minshew. Mm-hmm. I think he's fun. He is fun. <laughs> I think he's fun. I would say, God, I want to say Tyrod Taylor. I'm just so worried about him playing and getting injured. So then I'm going to I'm gonna put him off to the side for the second. Okay. Just because I think I wouldn't go his direction because I'm, I'm worried about the injury history. And if I already got one aging quarterback injured, I don't need another one. Brissett, or who's the other one? Or Tannehill? Yeah. <sighs> what happened to Ryan Tannehill? I thought he was having, like, really good, solid years for a while. Uh, he had a couple good years with Tennessee. He won great this year. He got replaced and then finished the season. Um, I, to me, it don't matter. Minshewania. That's what you want. I, if the Jets ended up with any of those four, they're worlds better than they were this year. I think. I think Aaron Rodgers with Gardner Minshew would be a fun. Oh God! They seem like a weird couple. Do you think? Right. They sit in the lunchroom together, talk about UFOs and things. I don't even know if Gardner Minshew will be nude doing it in the (laughs) locker room, too, because he always talks about like being nude. Yeah. Yes. He likes being nude. Likes to free himself. Yeah. Like they stretch. They could both have like a, they could both have like the Hulk Hogan mustache. Maybe they can both go on McAfee together. Yeah. They go both on McAfee together. Lord. I could see Gardner Minshew really loving the New York spotlight. Get, oh, for sure. Get, like long flowing hair. But he but he'll be irrelevant unless he plays. Yeah. Like that's he'll be true. in the background. It won't be a thing. But if he plays, if Rogers misses a game or two or fifteen, <laughs> then all of a sudden he becomes a big story. Yeah. And I think he true. would be a blast here. Yeah. All right, so our votes for Gardner Minshew. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, he's my first pick. Gardner Minshew number one. Minshew Mania. What did you make of this, Jerry? Mr. Rex Ryan, former Jet head coach, former Buffalo Bills head coach. He said he would not be shocked if the Bills fire McDermott and bring in Bill Belichick. Yeah, the only problem with that is I think he's got four, three or four years left on his contract. If you told me Sean McDermott had even two left, mm, okay, because the idea would be in Buffalo, McDermott's got you to a certain point now several years in a row or multiple, and they just don't go any further. He's like Mike McCarthy. Um, Better than Mike McCarthy because they actually have won playoff games. Oh, I see. They They've just can't get past Patrick Mahomes. Um, so I could see that, but not with – no, I think he's got too much time left on his contract. And I also think the fact that they were so banged up defensively, I think that helps his cause. I know where Rex is going. I don't necessarily – believe that though yeah this feels like a rex wanton again in the news maybe situation yeah no it's possible it's possible the belichick thing is just so hard because if you've got a team that's you got you got a team that's ready to win that's got talent that's good enough to win but you're like that one piece away and you've got a team like another thing with the cowboys would be horribly disciplined team i mean Bad penalties all season long. Even the game against the, you know, the one game, the one thing about the Packer game too, which I don't even think we ever discussed, but because the whole game was a disgrace, that first drive where the Packers go down and score at will, you know, was aided by what? Two penalties. One was on second and long, and then another one was on, I want to say third and, I forget what it was, but there were two Cowboy penalties on that. That's been a problem too for the Cowboys for years. So if you think you're good enough, but you're a disciplinary in a way or a different type of coach, he makes sense for teams. But I don't think the Bills, I, I don't see it. I think yeah. he's going to Atlanta now. Yes. And I saw the story that the front office doesn't want him, but 
That's so, probably because they got fired. Yes, that's I mean, what uh, noted Boston person uh, Bill Simmons said, that he's talked to a lot of people and that uh, Arthur Blank wants Bill Belichick, but the front office doesn't because Bill will come in and not listen to any of them. No, of course he's not. I mean, would you? No. I mean, that would that would be like, all kidding aside, that would be like you going to a smaller radio station that has struggled to do well on the ratings and they've got a GM there and a program director or an assistant program director that knows you're going to come in where you've had a decade and a half of success in New York. Are you going to listen to those people or should they be listening to you? To me, Jerry. Right. So if you're Bill Belichick, you're going to walk in like, no, no guys, I, I know what I, you clearly don't know what you're doing, <laughs> which is why I'm here. Right. So yeah, it makes sense to me. It does. You think, do you think at any point, and I, I think the answer would be yes, but do you think the Super Bowl comes up? Yes. Like immediately? Yeah, or? I think immediately. So, Arthur, that sucked for you, huh? <laughs> do you want to be on the other side of that, Arthur? 28-3. to three. Yeah. And you still blew it. <laughs> you blew it. Oh, my God. And where's that head coach, by the way? Who even was that? Dan Quinn. Oh, was? Dan Quinn was the head coach? Yeah. He was the head coach of the Falcons that blew the 28-3 to lead against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. If you would have said to me, was Dan Quinn a head coach, I would have said no. And if you would have <laughs> said, was Dan Quinn a head coach at the Super Bowl, I would have said no shot. Yeah, that was Dan Quinn. Damn. How about that? All right, quick break, 538. Uh, we still have more time, and then we got Boomer and Geo standing by. I saw them pacing like they can't wait to get in here at 6 o'clock. Well, they'll be with us in the, about 20 minutes right here on The Fan.